Hey MW, it's Melissa and Stephanie Carcace, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women and your hosts for Millennial Women Talk. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. This is our recap episode for Los Angeles. Yeah. So let's get right into it. How are you, Mel? I'm good. How are you, Steph? I'm good. It's a beautiful Sunday. We yes. are in our podcast room. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so happy to be here with you. Me too. I know <laughs> typically we promote our takeoff Sundays, but again, we were working on another Sunday. Yeah, it's really <laughs> funny because we really wanted to instill this practice within ourselves, but also within our company and our team members and just in general with our womanhood. This practice of taking off Sundays and being good to yourself. Yep. And it's definitely not worked out for us. We're not practicing what we preach, people. But I guess this is what happens when you're trying to start a company, for sure. Definitely. And we've got so much going on that we have to sometimes, the time goes into recording on a Sunday. And this is why we're here. (laughs) But I'm so excited to be with you uh, today, here with you, sis. I feel like we never get enough time together. Well, the funny thing is we're always together, but we're always talking about so many different things. Yeah. So it's nice to look at you in the face and not <laughs> and not like in our offices. Yeah, because yeah, it's true. it's been super hectic. But honestly, I think we always start our recaps like this. Like it's yeah. hectic, but it's been amazing. How's it been now that we have interns on the team? How have you felt about that? Um, great. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's um it's a beautiful experience. I think for sure when you are, you know, when people are interning, you kind of step into this a little bit of a mentor role. Mm -hmm. um, Because we get to work with young students right out of college or still in college. And so it's been really fulfilling. I love that. And I know this about myself, how I thrive the best is in leadership positions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know this, this is super me. If I'm not in a position where I'm leading, then I kind of fall back because like nobody, but when people are dependent on you and looking towards you for guidance, you have to step up your game. And so like, that's, I know how I thrive, you know, Stephanie Garcache thrives. So I think it's been amazing and just learning from them as well has been great. I know it's been really fun to watch you take on that role. I think that it fits you so well and you've been doing such a great job. Thanks. And I love seeing like the twinkle in the eyes of these girls. Like they're just so excited. And I feel like we're just, just big giant family of sisterhood in the office and even our West Coast interns Mm -hmm. as well. So it's, it's been an amazing experience. Like everybody's been really great. So I'm glad that you feel the same way. Always. We're always on the same page. Always on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into our LA recap. Can you believe that this is our, let's see, third city. Our third city. On our tour. And coming this Tuesday, we are ending the tour, last stop. So it's kind of, um, it's a little bit bittersweet. And how have you felt about, oh, so surreal. For me, it's surreal. It's not even bittersweet because I feel like I haven't even realized all that has happened. Like, mm-hmm. I feel that it's very surreal. I mean, our company's not even a year old, and we had this crazy, ambitious dream that sort of evolved into what it was supposed to and meant to be, you know, um, intentionally and some things unintentionally. Yeah. You know, I think both you and I really decided to trust the process and trust what was supposed to happen with this. Like, we birthed it and mm-hmm. then, like, allowed it to show us, like, this is kind of <laughs> what I want to be. And it really did. And 
you know, we always, you know, you and I, we definitely lived in LA for a couple of years for our entertainment right. purposes and goals. And that didn't really pan out the way that we expected it to. But we always, and we still have a lot of ties in Los Angeles. Yeah. So going to LA wasn't, um, it wasn't too far-fetched, you know. It was always right. in our radar to go there. But um, how did you feel going back to L.A.? I mean, it's 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 funny how you mentioned that, how we have our ties there. It was mm-hmm. definitely surreal because, like how you said, like we're, we were there for other reasons, right. you know. And I moved there when I was 18 years old. Yeah. I just turned 30 this year. And I, in the total of 11 years, I lived there. Mm-hmm. And I was chasing a much different dream. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to go back for something completely different. Yeah. It's something feels... you would have never imagined. No, never. Yeah, I would have never, never imagined either. I know. I don't think we've ever thought we'd have a podcast together. I don't know. This is just weird. Or, like, like do these events. I would yeah. have never. Never. Ever. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, really crazy. <laughs> it wasn't even in my radar, like, like, at all. Yeah, on the plane right there, it was like, wait, what? Like, what are we going for, you know? But even to go really more on a personal level, like, you and I were sharing not too long ago, a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment in Los Angeles, truly struggling artistically Mm -hmm. um, and independently within our own individual ambitions and goals. Um, But it was insane because it really hadn't been, I think it was a, it was like a year ago, we were in completely different positions than this past time that we were there. It's so funny because literally when we got there, it was a year about a year after we were pitching this as a TV show. Right. It's just a lot of people don't know that this started off as a TV show. I think you should talk about it. Yeah. I mean, this, we, Steph and I, like how you were saying, we were sharing this tiny one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment, and we were struggling, like how you said, artistically and even independently. Um, and we needed something to motivate us. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing on TV or in film that was like, kind of speaking to us and to like our age group and mm-hmm. being a woman and um living in at the time i don't know i think it was 2016 or 2015 or something like that right. um and anyway long story short i said i mean just because i produce like that's my my thing you know let's make a tv show mm-hmm. and we created this whole world but i think we quickly realized that we couldn't be able to actually help other people mm-hmm. Through characters. We needed right. to help our generation through the actual women of the generation. And right. so that's why, you know, quickly after we said, scratch the TV show, we're going to make this into a multimedia company. company. And the podcast is sort of like the show element of it, because that's where you get to meet these quote unquote characters, which happen to be the real women of our generation. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool about it is that it's never ending. It's not like, oh, we only we only are going to be on for four seasons or six seasons. Right. Like millennial women, we grow like right, right now we're in our 20s and 30s, but eventually we'll be in our 80s. And like, what does that even look like? like yeah. So I feel like they're going through that together. A hundred percent. Like I, I want you to speak a little bit about I want you to speak a little bit about how you view our platform and how powerful it is. Yeah, for sure. I think um what was always interesting to me, and it was always the foundation of what we were trying to do with Millennial Girls, which is to really showcase that, hey, we're all going through this together in different, on the surface, it might look different, but, you know, we're all going through our challenges and just trying to figure out life and how that looks like in our 20s. Like, that's, um, we're not the only generation that's ever gone through that. You know, that's just 
what life is like when you're in your 20s. You have a lot of things to figure out. It's scary. It's it's all these things. And for me on a personal note, excuse me, I was traveling a lot and meeting a lot of people but my age. But at the same time, I was having the same conversations across the world than I would back home here, here in the U.S. And that really blew my mind that, you know, not that I was that I didn't understand the scope of it, but I really brought it home for me when I really realized like we are a group of women all over the world, the same age, going through the exact same things at the exact same time. And how powerful that is to just be able to relate to one another and come together in this time because we're all, we're, we're all so much more alike than we are different fundamentally. And I know I always say that, but I really believe that. It's the truth. So... I think it's fantastic and that was that became the main priority for millennial women as a platform as a community is to really create this global womanhood of women that are the exact same age and going through the exact similar journeys at the same time you know and just creating friendships as well you know now we we can connect with one another through our similarities you know and you might be across the world and, you know, millennial women, we love to travel. And now we have a friend somewhere. And just like those cross connections makes me so excited, yeah. you know. And I think we start seeing that in, in our events um, and now with our Facebook group as well. We're starting to see that in the sense of like, oh, you're a part of millennial womanhood and you live in New York. Oh, I'm going to be in New York next week. Why don't we just grab coffee? Like, right. I love that. Right. That makes me so excited because we are so connected. And to create a platform that connects, that makes that connection easy, um, makes me really excited and passionate. Yeah. How exciting. So let's get into it, Mel. Yes. Um, our first LA event, you know, with the incredible Liz Hernandez. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. I've been following Liz, obviously, like most people for quite some time in her career. She's just amazing at what she does. But when I found Wordiful on Instagram, I thought that that was so unique and so different. And she actually starts off her trailer on her YouTube saying, um, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And she's like, really? Mm-hmm. And it's so true because and the beginning when someone says those really bad words to you, they sting. Mm-hmm. It may not destroy you because I feel like as as we like to promote, it's like, you know, be confident, stand your ground and, yep. and, and keep moving forward. But it stings in the beginning, well, you know. Of course, it's, I don't, and I don't think it ever stops stinging. Yeah, I don't think so ever. I don't think so either. You know, I think um, communication is so powerful. You know, it's it's what brings what we feel inside to life. Mm-hmm. Communication is everything. Without communication, there's no connection. There's no connection. Yeah. And I think um, wordiful and the message of wordiful to be intentional and mindful of how we speak with each other is so powerful. And on a personal note, I've been in relationships where it was never what they were saying. It was always how they were saying it, you know, because you can tell anybody how you feel, but it's about being intentionally and mindful about your words and always saying everything with love, with from a place of love and respect. And I think a lot of people don't um, 
don't honor that golden rule. You know, they kind of we're living in this um, space that it's, well, you know, I just need to express myself and I'm just being real. No, you're being disrespectful and you're being rude, inconsiderate, insensitive. And that's not who you really are. So why are you portraying that within your words? And I think the way to fix that is definitely how Liz tells us. It's it's being mindful. Mm-hmm. It's being intentional. Like, with intention and how you use your words. It's never what you say, it's how you say it. And I strongly believe that. I agree. I mean, honestly, her conversation was really powerful and like she really brought it home. I felt like I was a student to what she was trying to express and preach and even her vulnerability I appreciated like she was talking about her struggles with her mom Mm -hmm. and how she was losing uh, a romantic relationship and she literally one day just asked like not asked but she told God like why are you being so mean Mm -hmm. and I got so emotional because you know we're women of faith and sometimes you doubt a little bit when things get too heavy in your life and you sort of doubt and you're like, but wait a second, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this to me? And how she was so honest about that made me feel like, okay, I, I've had that moment before. Yeah. And that's... You feel guilty about that, too. I felt guilty yeah, about it. But she made it seem like, you know what, we have those moments. But then she turned it around and she was like, no, what happened to everything I've been practicing? My gratitude and my humbleness and, you know, all my grateful moments that I've had with my mom and, and this one great love that I've had. And she turned it around. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you do doubt. And sometimes you do feel like you're the only person going through this horrible thing. Right. But then you do have to change your mindset and say, no, no, this is all good things. Right. Everything I've had with this one person or these people have been amazing. For sure. And to really look at it in that way. And I appreciated that moment for her because from her because she didn't have to do that. And she was uh, very, very open with all of us. And I just felt very grateful for that one moment that she yeah. trusted us enough with her innermost, deepest emotions. Um, well, I think that's a beautiful thing. She really showed her soul that night. Yeah. And um, it's so powerful. People try to cover themselves up so much, that, you know, and there's nothing more pure and beautiful than showing someone your soul. And when you do that, you feel it in the room and you felt it in the room that night. It's like this this aura of acceptance because yeah. when somebody is just being, just being, you know, their true self right in front of you. It's just you just feel the love like you can't hate on that. You can't throw stones at that. Like the person is just there. And she also with doing that, you allow the other people to do that, you know, and everybody else resonated with that enough to really let their own guards down and feel what they were feeling inside and let that come to the surface and share that. And so many women of L.A. were able to share and express themselves and the way that they felt. Yeah. Surrounding the topics of being wordful and and communication. And, you know, I I think it's so powerful. It really was a powerful night. I mean, and especially a place like L.A., where majority of the people work in entertainment, words are always coming to you in a very negative light. Um, I mean, I know that firsthand, just as you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like when I met these women... And not to say I don't know if all of them were entertainment, but L.A. is just such a it's a very hard city to sort right. of like be 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 fully you and whole. Mm-hmm. I could see in their eyes that they were here to search for something they needed to be touched in a way where they felt good within themselves, where they can complete themselves or or maybe piece together a little crack of their heart that's been broken. Right. And I felt like Liz was able to deliver that mm-hmm. and they they left. 
I mean, they left emotional, which yeah. got me emotional. We were um, emotional wrecks. <laughs> it was crazy, but they left. I felt like they left complete. You know, Liz really brought it home for them and for all of us. And I'm just so happy to have experienced this night with yeah. with the women of LA and Liz. It was really amazing. It was. I want to shift focus now to our contributors roundtable. Yes. Um, you know, it's a, it's a constant topic. We talk about the journey. We mm-hmm. talk about how, you know, our expectations sometimes are one thing and life shows us something else. And that's just the reality of things. And, and we should love it and embrace it. And the constant in life is always going to be change. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And so our contributors roundtable, Mel, that was definitely the topic. A hundred percent. I mean, we had our, our very own CMO, Diana Falcone from Millennial yeah. Women. And we had um, Shia Raybon, who is the now co-founder uh, of the Onyx Box, which is this incredible box for colored ladies. Honestly, if you guys can subscribe to it, it's really, really great. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's amazing product. And, you know, with Shia, it was so interesting because she is from Houston, from right. Texas, and she moved to LA to actually be an actress. And she was looking for a job, as most of us do when you land in LA, you got to get a job. <laughs> and when she got hired by the Onyx Box, you know, she was so passionate about the message and what they were building as like with products and what they were trying to do, because it was catering to her community, mm-hmm. that she, I don't think she expected the fact that the owner and the founder of Onyx Box would offer her the co-founder position. Right. And it just goes to show what you were saying earlier, like life is so unexpected. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you think, well, I'm just doing it because I need a job or I'm doing this because I need a job. I'm kind of passionate about it. But, you know, I know I'll never probably move up in this company or all of these things that naturally like what Amber Ray, our mm-hmm. New York City thought leader says, your worry myth starts right. to sort of pop in your brain. And I don't think in a million years she would have thought she would be offered such a high position in, in, a, in a company. Right. And so... It's so interesting how it is such a common theme everywhere we go. It's this enjoy the journey. Right. You've got it to enjoy so the journey. It sounds so cliche, but there's well, so much. Well, that's why it's our favorite quote ever. Well, it's, it's just so, <laughs> but it's there's just so much depth into it. And when you're saying that she would have probably never realized or expected, you know, being a co-founder of the Onyx Box, um, the same goes for Diana, you know, and I appreciated her vulnerability because I didn't know that story of the first time she got fired mm-hmm. when she was living out in New York. But, you know, I'm sure she never would have expected now what she does in Los Angeles. She works for Disney as well as she's the CMO for our company. And like just that journey in itself. And, you know, you if you see Diana and, and you probably do, she's always on our Instagram and she's like amazing. She's just so high spirited and super energetic and so positive, super motivating, you know. And when you look at her and then she tells you a story of what happened to her in New York, you know, sometimes you would have never imagined that that person went through things like that. But I always have this, this theory that the most interesting people on earth went through a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know? And so I personally, when I was hit around, I guess, by life, I always change my perspective really quick. And I always say, don't forget, this is just something more interesting for your story. Right. You know, like this is just an experience and you just, you'll have, you'll get through it. Well, you have to learn and grow, right? So like you don't ever grow and learn when you're in the success state of mind. 
Just Never. don't. Because you're in celebration mode. You're like living your best life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not thinking about growing and, and changing. But sometimes, and I believe, you know, God has to sort of say, okay, I need you to now move on to this thing. And in order for you to move on to this next thing, I got to make you kind of fail right now because you got to grow so that you're prepped for your next chapter, for your next phase. Because you're never going to move or leave away from something that's amazing. Of course. You have to like, in order for you to move on to something else or like you say, grow or anything, you have to feel uncomfortable. Something has to trigger you or trigger that diversion. A change has to happen. Yeah. In order for you to actually grow, which is interesting because now she is, you know, Diana is having such a great moment in her Mm -hmm. career and should had that firing not happened, she wouldn't be in Los Angeles doing all the amazing things that she's doing and learning and growing and being so amazing. So as much as it failing forward, 100 percent, another one of our favorite quotes, you know. You have to sometimes, and it hurts, and you have to go through that pain. But in order for you to get to where you're supposed to be, you have to go through it. And that's the beauty of it, right? So if you just change your perspective and you're just like, okay, this sucks right now and this is really painful, but I'm excited because I know what's going to come out of this on the other side is going to be incredible. And that sounds kind of insane. Yeah. Like you're going through pain and at the same time you want to feel excited about going through this pain. I mean, we we know it does sound crazy, but trust us on this. It's all about, I think our father mentions this a lot and I, I don't want to say it's from Dr. Wayne Dyer. I'm not sure, but he often told us if you change the way you look at things, Mm -hmm. That thing will change. Yeah, that's from Dr. Wayne Dyer. So if you change your perspective on something, that thing suddenly changes. You could look at this like, God forgot about me. Mm -hmm. You know, he's mean. Um, I don't have a purpose. I'm not, you know, capable. I'm I'm not enough. You can go on with the negativity. Or you can say, oh, my gosh, God is preparing me for something else oh my gosh, I'm going to have a redirection and it's always something better. Now, all of a sudden, this really painful thing is like, okay, this is just because I'm going somewhere better. (gasps) Oh my gosh, how exciting. But that's why that saying, this too shall pass, is so famous that I never really understood it until I really understood it. I was like, oh, this too shall pass. But that's not that it's like, oh, you guys, better days are coming. No, no, no. There's, like how you just said, it's a redirection. Mm -hmm. This is going to pass so that I can go where I'm supposed to be. And we said it in our VW, um, you know, video that we made. You know, it, it was more than just a car. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was really just the story of, of our journey to get to where we're supposed to be. But, you know, we say it in the voiceover. You will always end up where you're supposed to be. And that's the truth for every single person. But if you don't change your mindset and you don't change your perspective, you'll never see it. Exactly. You'll never see it. You'll continue to be blinded by it. And these ladies really, really showcase that that works, that that's just the way that it is. These two women started off in two different arenas, two different things, and then now ended up where they were supposed to be. And they're going to change again. Of course. And that's the beauty, that's the beauty of, of it. life. Yeah. You know, in life, we're meant to experience. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. You know, some people are just like, okay, this is my goal for my life. This is what I want to do. And it's this is who I'm going to be. And in a way that's very self-limiting. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like that. I used to tell myself, okay, I'm a singer, I'm a singer, I'm a singer. Like, that was all I was. And I'm just going to be a singer. And I wasn't allowing myself to be redirected in beautiful places, experience different things or and things that have morphed me into the person who I truly am, a multi-passionate spirit. That's who I really am. 
and allow me to experience the most incredible things such as what we're experiencing with millennial women. So it's definitely being open and not putting ourselves into boxes and believing and trusting that life is a a, a fixture of a bunch of incredible experiences with some bad ones as well. But that's just all a part of it. And being accepting of that and open and in, and truly learning to enjoy it. A hundred percent. I love that. So let's go right into our mentor episode. Yeah. This one was a really special one for us because... Mm-hmm. Wolf Connection is a wolf sanctuary in Acton, California. It's about an hour away from Los Angeles. And this place was like our second home for almost two years. Yeah. And this came to us at a time where we really, we really needed it. We needed to be in the presence of these animals and the presence of these incredible people behind this sanctuary. Um, Steph, I want you to tell a woman a little bit about how this fell on our lap a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, I always felt very drawn to the wolf, the animal wolf. I was always from Miami, always lived in Miami for a long time, and I definitely didn't know when I would get the chance to meet or see or let alone work with a wolf, but I just knew I always felt very drawn to it. And I remember it was very funny how life works because I was Googling wolf sanctuaries around the area because now we were living in Los Angeles in California and I felt there has to be something, you know, there's mountains here. (laughs) So I was Googling and it was very funny because I remember one day, Mel, you walk into the apartment and you looked at me because we were supposed to go to an event together and I was being very lazy and I said, no, I'm not going. I don't want to. (laughs) And Mel walks in the door and she says, Yeah, this was not the event to miss because you're never going to believe who I met. And I said, what? And then she said, I met the most incredible people that work at a wolf sanctuary and they want us to go by. And I say, (laughs) I literally was like, wow, this is insane because I was literally Googling this just days before. And I said, email them right now. We're going tomorrow. (laughs) And we did. (laughs) We did. And wow. Um. It surpassed all of my expectations. I have never grown more spiritually than in the time that I spent at Wolf Connection. Soon after, Mel and I, we started volunteering and working with the animals, but also with the incredible people, as you said, behind Wolf Connection. We started off going every Saturday. Then it became Thursdays and Saturdays. (laughs) And then it became probably three times a week just because we couldn't let go of that place. We wanted to be there all the time. We felt like like we needed to go. A second home. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like it was calling us. It was a very um, spiritual experience in the sense that the energy felt like we needed to be there. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in a lot of ways we really did. Yeah. Um, and that experience was was just, it was unbelievable. It was so life-changing to be in the presence of such majestic animals mm-hmm. um, and being in their presence and learning from them, you know. Could you share a little bit about what you learned and then I'll share what I learned? Yeah, for sure. That would um, be great. I learned a lot of things about myself, about people. Um, The wolf taught me such valuable lessons that I carry within every day, and I try to practice them every day. But one of the main things for me that, that the wolf taught me was, you know, especially during my time in Los Angeles, I can openly admit I was not living in the real world, per se. I was living in a completely 
alternative reality. I was in my head. I was not present at all to the point that I would even forget some communication like a phone call, like uh, it was just insane the level of unawareness that I was in during that period in my life. Um, but when you're working with these animals, you have no choice but to be very aware and present because they're wild animals, first of all. And second of all, that's what, that's what they need in order for you to, whatever it be, um, create a connection, even prepare their food because that's what we were doing like you have to have this attention you have to be aware and so that was one of the most incredible lessons and most valuable lessons that I took away from there and truly helped me spiritually to come at the forefront to be present and aware and intentional and mindful and that experience taught me that because it I it gave me no choice oh 100% and it's funny I feel like I learned a very pretty much the same lesson as you. I think you and I were really um, both living in some sort of bubble For and sure. we were not on earth at all. And it's like what you said, like being in front of them made us be present. Mm hmm. Because like how you said earlier too, we were making their food for them and yeah. there's certain ways to make their food. Like this is not like, okay, like dog food, like we're just going to like put in a little bowl. Here you go, guys. Like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. It's like they're eating raw meat and it's like a specific weight and yeah. some of them have medication. Like it's very, you have to be there. You have mm -hmm. to be present and feeding them. You know, we got to the point of feeding these animals. And like, if you're not present, like I said, these are wild animals. If you're not present, not, I don't think it's going to be a good thing, but yeah, you know, sure. you have to be there. You have to be, you have to be present. And I feel what's really great too. Obviously, the location is so magical. You know, they're in the middle of the Los Angeles uh, forest. Yes, it's like so spiritual and amazing. And I learned a lot. And when we were there, we lost uh, actually three wolves at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and right when we be right before we began volunteering, one of the wolves had passed, and learning about death and accepting it and kind of knowing that it's part of the journey of life and it's the cycle of life, that taught me so much. Mm -hmm. And knowing that it's not the end, you know, that the body is just, it's something that you return back to the earth, mm -hmm. but the soul lives on forever. Mm -hmm. And knowing, I mean, obviously we lost our grandparents. Mm -hmm. We only have one grandmother left. And knowing that their bodies are gone, but that their souls are still with us. You know, those wolves really taught us that as well. Mm -hmm. So learning about death, learning about being present, mindfulness, intention, all those things. We were taught by these animals and by these people that ran this sanctuary. Yeah. One of the main incredible things that I also witnessed was... Wolf Connection was founded by Teo Alfaro, and he is an incredible spirit in his Such own right. I think person. he's a wolf spirit as well. Yeah. In his past life, he was definitely a wolf. Um, I think he's just uh, an incredibly inspiring man with incredible ambitions, and he definitely um, visualizes it but makes it happen. But I also see the incredible people around him, and it's very interesting to me um, and the wolf validates this as well, the feminine energy yeah. and what feminine energy around can produce. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting to see this. And I, I know I keep on saying interesting because it's so interesting, this topic. <laughs> um, it was very interesting while being on the compound on the ranch to see how the wolf interacts with a woman mm -hmm. and with men. Mm -hmm. Even more interesting 
how a wolf interacts with a man when he gets in touch with his female energy. Yeah. And how the female energy and this feminine side to the human is what the wolf actually allows. Yeah. It's like it's they, that's what they accept. It's very It is. It it's really is. And what's even more interesting <laughs> is the fact that the leadership team of this compound, of this ranch, is all female. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Teo has pretty much uh, hired all female staff to yeah. lead this team, to lead this company, this this mission, this organization uh, moving forward. And that's who we really got to speak to were our mentors when we were yeah. on the ranch, you know, learning from Renee and Kate and Julia was an honor to be in front of and and really to be in their presence but you know kate was the first person that i met she was Mm -hmm. the one that you know made that first connection for us and so to speak to them face to face in this magical place was an honor Mm -hmm. it was an honor for us it really was an honor because they were our mentors in many ways they they talked with us like just as much as we got a chance to interact with the wolves we interacted with the human pack and that's how we called it on the ranch um so much more obviously and and even those relationships taught me wow so much so so much i love julia i love kate i love renee i i genuinely love everybody in that in that ranch it's the tail i they're just so such special individuals And it was very interesting and an honor to get them on the podcast as our mentors and kind of share a little bit of that magic that we were so blessed to receive in such a critical moment in both of our lives. And to be able to showcase that on our podcast is truly an honor, like you say. Mm -hmm. And that, that episode is so powerful because they do very much go in depth in this relationship between the woman and the wolf and what the wolf teaches the woman and what, what you can see and allowed to happen between this, these exchanges and how powerful and life-changing that can be and how us as human beings, the body, you know, we need to go much more in depth because the body's the surface, but there's so much more that lies deep inside of us and the wolf teaches us that, and especially if you're a female. And so I think um, that episode is fantastic. It's so great. Plus their program, Woman with Wolves, is very inspiring and life-changing mm-hmm. because really the tools that you're taught while you're there and while you're in the program, you can apply to your everyday life. I mean, okay. we've we've those lessons we've learned and we've taken it and applied it to our own life, and sure. it's been life changing truly. Yeah. Um, it's such a special episode. I mean, it, and and really, every time we go back, it just feels like we never left. Yeah. And I remember when we were moving away, I was so emotional because I I really, it changed my life. This place really really changed my life and the people. They're forever our family. Yeah. The amazing thing is that anybody could still be involved with Wolf Connection. Mm-hmm. If you go to wolfconnection.org, you can learn more about this organization. Mm-hmm. And you can also even take one of their programs. Women with Wolves is an incredible program. I strongly recommend it to anybody that's thinking of going to California mm-hmm. or curious about the wolf and what they have to teach us as humans. Mm-hmm. Please visit them at wolfconnection.org. You will never regret it. Yeah. You can even sponsor a wolf, which is really neat because they yeah. feel like he's yours or she's yours. <laughs> And uh, and they're really growing. They're they're really saving a lot more wolves that are coming from really bad areas or fur farms and very sad situations. And so they come and give them a, a home so yeah. you can sponsor a wolf there as well. Los Angeles was just so incredible. 
MW's Wait Till You Hear Our Nashville segment dropping next Monday. Yes, these conversations were so inspiring, so insightful. We get the chance to talk about relationships, friendships, and all of that. Yes, and enjoying your single season for your single ladies out there. Trust me, Stephanie Mae Wilson, our thought leader, is dropping some amazing knowledge. Oh, this is going to be so great. We can't wait for you to listen. Also, we would love to ask you, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, please do. It would mean the world for us. We just can't wait to continue on bringing on these conversations and bringing you these podcast episodes. So thank you so much always for listening. And please let's stay connected on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Millennial Women. We have some awesome things coming up. And don't forget to also sign up for our newsletter. But until next time, MWs, always love Melissa and Stephanie Carcace.